Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Influence. I'm your host, Adam Connor. Now, as I understand it, most people listen to podcasts in the morning, around breakfast time. But I have a feeling that this one is going to make you hungry for lunch. First off, if you're brand new to this community, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. It's a show all about how the most innovative and interesting companies and brands in the world are becoming more authentic each and every day through mobilizing their masses, their consumers, their fans, their followers. How are these brands leveraging that groundswell? Specifically, I talked to their leaders to learn more about that. And today I'm on with Chipotle, Chipotle Mexican Grill. Their chief marketing officer, Chris Brandt, has plenty to say about how he is leveraging the millions of devoted, and I mean devoted, obsessive almost, lovers of the burrito bowl, chips and guac, whatever you want. How does he take this community and take it to the next level? I was personally really excited about this interview because I love Chipotle. Who doesn't? And it's the first time on the podcast that we have talked to somebody specifically in the fast casual space. So overall, I was just really excited about it, and I'm glad to be able to present it to you. So I'll get out of the way. And so now, without further ado, I'm here with Chipotle's Chris Brandt. Well, all right, everybody. I'm here with a brand that some of you are obsessed with. And I'm going to tell you why, or he's going to tell you why. I got Chris Brandt from Chipotle here. Chris, thanks so much for being on the show today. It's great to be here and count myself among the obsessed with Chipotle, for sure. Yeah, it has uh, truly, you know, taken off in the past couple of years as a brand that people are. I mean, obsessed with. I don't know if I want. I don't even think I can use the terms healthily or unhealthily when I talk about a food brand. But in terms of people, some people they're sick in the head. All they do is eat Chipotle. But I, uh, I know that you know, as far as your journey is concerned, it's been about uh, a year and a half now at the brand, and obviously before this, very, very entrenched in this industry from being the CMO at Taco Bell to being the chief brand officer at Bloomin', and now, of course, being CMO for Chipotle. I got to start with asking, I mean, what's that journey been like to this point, and, and what's new at Chipotle? Because I want to hear all about it. Yeah, well, the, well, thanks for asking, because I really enjoy talking about it. And I think that, you know, the, the, there's some good answers to what's new at Chipotle. And then, I, I, so I'll, I'll go through some of those, but I also think there is, some things that aren't new that are really important for Chipotle as well. So, you know, when, when Brian Nichol asked me to come back, Brian Nichols, the CEO of Chipotle, um, you know, about 18 months ago. So back in April, 2018, I think our biggest challenge was that Chipotle had been um, what Brian termed as invisible. We just hadn't, I think that, you know, the brand had some troubles if you know about Chipotle and from 2015 to 2017. And I think they lost a little bit of confidence. And so they had been relatively quiet. And, you know, our, our job when we came in was to make the brand more visible, more familiar, and more relevant. But there were so many good things about Chipotle. I was a big fan of Chipotle before I came. I'm an even bigger fan now. And so when we did came, when we came in, there were a number of things that we had to change. Because to make it more visible, we had to make some big changes to big things. And um, so we did. And I think the first was the whole marketing philosophy prior to my arrival, the marketing philosophy was really very decentralized. It was centered around a lot of promotions, a lot of buy one, get one offers. Um, and those things just weren't driving transactions at all. The company really hadn't grown transactions in a couple of years. Um, transactions are either more people coming in, which you hope, or the same people buying more or both. And, and transactions and transaction growth is really the litmus test for how healthy a brand is. And 
the, the fact of the matter was um, Chipotle wasn't growing transactions at all. So that was the that was the number side of what we certainly wanted to drive, and that was certainly the brand side. And so we changed the philosophy completely. We we pulled back on all of those promotions. Literally, we cut out tens of millions of dollars in promotions, and we had a more centralized philosophy where we bought more media and we made our social media more engaging. And I think that going alongside with the big change in marketing philosophy was the tone. And we wanted to really celebrate what made Chipotle special, not worry about what other people were doing. Because I think the brand was in a bad space um, the previous years before, and they really talked a lot about what others weren't doing versus what Chipotle was doing. So we wanted to change that. We wanted to celebrate really what was special about Chipotle and not talk about anybody else, just like your mom tells you to do in kindergarten, right? Worry about yourself, not worry about everybody else. And then the other piece we wanted to really bring to the table was innovation because the brand hadn't been um, as innovative in the past and, and not just on the product side, but really on the media side, um, on our process side, we put a whole new stage gate process in there to, so that we could vet that innovation. The company never had that. We put a whole marketing analytics team in to measure what we were doing and to know what worked. The company really hadn't had that before. And so we had to, you know, one of the other things we did was we moved to headquarters. We moved it from Denver to Southern California because the company needed a fresh start. And um, by doing that, I really have interviewed every single person on my team. And we brought certainly some people over with us, but we also brought some new people. And my number one requirement for them was that they were idea people and that they were agile. And people talk about being agile and innovative a lot, but I really, the, the marketing world, as you know, is changing really rapidly. And your business better be changing as fast on the inside as it is on the outside. And you need people who view that change as an opportunity, not as a problem. And so I'm really proud of the group that we have working on Chipotle now. They're really punching above their weight. And um, all of them have so many ideas. And those ideas are what leads to innovation and gets us going. So I think those were some of the biggest things that we changed. Um, we changed our philosophy. We changed our tone. And we made the brand much more innovative and, and got a, a new team and, and parts of the old team in place, which gave us the best of both worlds. As I talked about in the beginning, I think, what isn't new is also important because when we walked in in 2018, we were blessed with an amazing brand. I believe Chipotle is the best food you can buy. It's responsibly sourced, real ingredients, made fresh every day with classic cooking techniques. And there's nothing artificial in the restaurant. We have no, free, no preservatives or anything. We have no freezers, no microwaves, no can openers in the restaurant. And those are things people really don't know. People really like the food but they just don't know all about the backstory of Chipotle. And what an opportunity because consumers today want more and more story about your responsible sourcing, your sustainability, and we have those stories in droves. And so the other piece we wanted to keep that Chipotle always had was an honesty and transparency about what they do. So we wanted to maintain all of our food with integrity guidelines. In fact, pour the gas to doing more of those. And it's interesting, I think, given my, given my background, given our CEO's background, that we had been in quick service restaurants, people ask us internally and externally, are you going to relax the food with integrity standards? And I was like, no way, man. In fact, we're doubling down on those things because that's what makes the company great. That's what makes us different. And I think the honesty and transparency that the brand had really carried over. As you saw some of our campaigns, we call it behind the foil where we use employees to tell the story, where we live streamed our morning prep. 
um, it's been amazing. And I think that at all of those things, um, we're a good combination of changing things up front, like our philosophy, our tone, and the innovation, innovative attitude that we bring, and keeping what I think is the best food in the business, the responsible sourcing, the food with integrity, and the honesty and transparency that the brand had. Those things have been a marriage made in heaven so far. So it's been uh, a, a time of change, at least towards the beginning of your, your tenure, and now a doubling down on, on what has not changed over time. That's a, great, that's a great way to put it. As you brought in the team to Southern California, again, you said you moved from Denver, I'm trying. Yeah. I want to get in your head a little bit to figure out what are some of the values that you that you looked for in that team. We've heard a lot about the values that, of course, the Chipotle has had honesty, transparency. In terms of as a leader, as you look to build this team, you said you've interviewed everybody on your team now. I mean, what 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 have you looked for, and what do you strive to permeate the culture in terms of values that you hold as as a business person as a, and as a marketer? Yeah. So I think um, uh, a, a couple of things. One, I I, I asked my team to be innovators, to be storytellers, and be collaborators. So from the innovation standpoint, I want people to have ideas because ideas differentiate you, they separate you from everybody else, and they win. And so, you know, the, um, the people I've hired, a lot of them have more ideas in a week than most people have in a year. And you, you, got, you, can't, you can't put enough of a premium on that. And then the desire to experiment and be innovative and go out and try a bunch of things. And you know what? It's not failure if we learn something. Just do it quickly and do it cheaply, and we'll pour the gas to what works, and we'll pivot away from what doesn't. And whether that's products or whether that's media or whatever process, um, I think all of those things are great. And then collaborators, they all got to work together. And I think that last piece is super, super important. And the chemistry that the team has, because one bad apple does ruin the bunch. And I have interviewed every single person on my marketing team, every single one. And um, I make sure that they all pass what I call the conference room test. If you had to go in a conference room at 4 o'clock on a Friday afternoon, are you happy to see that person or are you sad? And here's a pro tip. No matter what the qualifications are, if you think you're going to be sad to see that person in a conference room, don't hire them. Um, You've got to have a team that wants to work together, that wants to be together, and that, that builds each other up and that feeds off each other. And I think that's exactly what we have at Chipotle. We're small. And the other part is I didn't want a gigantic team. I've had huge teams in the past. I've had smaller teams. I want a really small, agile, capable team. Um, and I think that that has really, that we give, and we give them a lot of responsibility. And in turn, they can get stuff out on the marketplace and make things happen. And the other, the other key tenet that I want for people is urgency. I want them to do something. Because, again, in, especially in retail, you know, I like to say I get an IQ test every day. It's called the daily sales report. When that comes in and it's positive, I'm smart. And when it's negative, you know, I'm not so smart. So we have to make sure that we're winning today and we're cultivating the future. And that's where great people with great chemistry and great ideas really can shape and determine whether you'll be successful or whether you won't be. Got it. So people who are who are generally smart, quick on their feet, innovative, agile in the way that you that you say it, and and I agree that 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 term has permeated the market in a way that uh, you know everybody now says they're agile, but not not everybody is. I mean, we all know that. Um, most people but, aren't, right? Yeah. Most people. The reality is, most people aren't. But a lot of people like to do the same thing over and over. And you know, it was interesting. I think in this, in the retail business in general, it's really fast paced, 
And one of the things that I ask people in an interview is, you had to under, I want you to make sure you understand what this job is. Because if you like a job where you can really think about things for a long time and you can make very, um, you can analyze things for, you know, weeks or months and then make a decision, there's nothing wrong with that, but that's not what this job is. This job is that you got to be smart, you got to be nimble, you got to be willing to take some risks, you got to go do some things. You get their calculated risk, but you got to go get stuff in the marketplace. And every day is going to be different. There's sometimes there's, you know, a crisis, there's this, there's that, there's small crises, there's bigger ones, and you got to be nimble. And if that doesn't appeal to you, if you don't like every day is different, and every day there might be something new, or you might have to put something on the back burner, or we have to act fast, that's okay. It's not a, it's not a right versus wrong. It's just, this is the way this is. And if that doesn't appeal to you, then this probably isn't the right job for you. You won't be happy and we probably won't be happy either. So I just, I've always people know yourself, know what you like to do because the idea of being nimble and getting things in the marketplace and trying things sounds very sexy, but it's, it's also very stressful and it can be very stressful if you're not wired that way. And, um, I'm definitely wired that way. I know people on the team are wired that way, and it really works for us. Yeah, I'm sure it does, and it's always good to have people who are like-minded. Not not too like-minded, not just being yes men and women, but but to uh, to have to follow the same philosophy. And what you've said there is, is well, I think it's personally true, but I, I I like when leaders are just open like that and say, look, this almost it's almost a challenge i would think in an interview to say oh this this probably isn't for you or this might not be for you or this straight up is not for you if you believe x y and z and that you know that's part of what the show's all about is being authentic and i think that that's a very authentic side of a leader to show yeah you want to make sure you have the right fit the right fit is important and it doesn't mean everybody's the same because it's a very diverse group in terms of thought in terms of backgrounds um and but so but that philosophy of we want to try something different we want to be nimble we like, we like to get stuff out. We like, a, you know, kind of sometimes a frenetic atmosphere. I think that we kind of control that too. It's not just like we're running around crazy all the time, but it does require you to be adaptable and dynamic. And um, a lot of people, it sounds good to them, but the reality is that for some people that's super stressful and it just doesn't work. Well, let me shift then from from being authentic as a leader internally to being authentic externally. And we we obviously know from what you've just said, and people in the market know this very well, that Chipotle positions itself as being uh, everything. It's 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 all natural ingredients. It's it's produced uh, locally sourced and using traditional cooking methods. And so, as far as the food itself, people know it's very authentically made. I want to know in some of the ways in which, and you've you've teased a couple of them out already, but some of the ways in which Chipotle is authentically driving community. Now, you've mentioned things like live streaming morning prep and using employees as what I essentially brand advocates, but I'm curious in some of the ways in which you're proactively going out there and, and getting people to tell their stories about what makes what makes Chipotle such an important part of their lives. And for some people, it's an incredibly important part of their lives, even as consumers, but I'm, I'm curious in some of the ways in which you actively foster that. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things that, uh, and to be honest with you, most people don't know these things. And we haven't, I think in the past done a good job of talking about them. And, you know, we certainly want to change that as we go forward, but we buy more local ingredients than any other restaurant group, period. Um, real food needs real farms and needs real local ingredients. And so that's what we're trying to source all over the country. Um, as many local ingredients as we can get. 
Now, you know, it's not always technically local. If you're in Michigan in the winter, it's really going to be hard to get a lot of the fresh produce that we use. But I'll, I'll tell you this, um, too, on the ingredient side, that I didn't know how good it was before I came in. And I remember, you know, one of the most impactful days for me at Chipotle personally was it was my third week. So it was in like the third week of April and I was doing restaurant training. So everybody starts at Chipotle, spends a few days in the restaurant just to know what's happening out there, you know, where the action is. And when I walked in there at seven o'clock in the morning, I just saw all the crates of whole avocados coming in and the boxes of fresh peppers and, you know, bags of onions. And then the team goes to work with culinary skills, chopping and dicing and cooking and preparing all this stuff for the day. And this happens at Chipotle every single day. And it looked more like a farmer's market inside there than any place I'd ever seen. And I just thought, man, if everybody could see this, they would love it. And so I immediately called our creative agency, Venables, and I said, have you guys ever done this? And they're like, no. I'm like, you got to go do it. And they went and had a similar experience the next week. And that's where this whole idea behind the foil came from, that all of these ingredients and these fresh ingredients come in from the farm, you know, right to the restaurant and then right into your bowl or burrito. Like, we got to tell that story and show that story. So that's one thing I think that we do. We buy more local ingredients than everybody else. Um, And so that certainly helps local communities. The other piece that we do that I wish more people knew about, and a lot do, because we spend about $15 million on local fundraisers every year. If you have a 501c3 or your local soccer team or baseball team or fundraiser that you want to do, you can sign up at Chipotle for one of our fundraisers. And if you can get $300 in sales, we'll write you a check for a third of that back, not 10%, not 15%, a third of that money back. And each year, not total, each year we put out about $15 million back into local communities in support of what's important to people um, as individuals right back in the community. And so we're really proud of that. We also do a ton of things like food donations and, disaster relief and all those things. But I think that the the local ingredients and the fundraiser piece, those are two things that really set us apart. And we put our money where our mouth is in that. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a premium to buy the fresh ingredients that we do. I mean, we think it's three points of sales um, that we spend more on food than anybody else. On a company our size, that's like $150 million. That all goes back. And that's because we need things responsibly raised. We need them real. We need them fresh. We need them free of preservatives all that stuff. But I think that, that the local ingredients and the fundraisers, those are two things. And I would encourage everybody go on Chipotle, um, search Chipotle fundraisers and, you know, you can sign up for whatever your 501c3 or nonprofit organization is. And um, we'd be happy to do a fundraiser with you because it's a great way to raise money and you're giving people great food. I think the other part that's really important is the, the restaurant employees that we have are absolutely amazing. And they believe and the mission. And our brand purpose is to cultivate a better world. And how do we do that? We do that via food with integrity and real ingredients. And they believe in this. And you can feel it in the restaurant. Um, there was one gal I talked to that she had been, she was 20 years old. She'd been there a year. And I asked her, you know, how did you get to Chipotle? And she said, oh, there were only three places I was going to work. Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, and Chipotle. Because those are the places that align with my values. And I thought that was absolutely amazing. Um, and they are, you can tell that they are proud to serve this food 
to their communities and to their friends and to their families. And that's like, unlike any other place I'd ever been. Well, certainly if you can get somebody, I mean, and, and, you know, the youngest generation I think is doing a lot more when it comes to making decisions around what aligns with their values as opposed to anything else. Wasn't too long ago when most people would be like, Oh, I'm going to go work there. Cause like there's a paycheck to be had. Some of that still exists today, but it does speak to Chipotle's values and how that is resonating with people. And that is really cool about the fundraiser stuff too. And the, you know, all that on the ground stuff that, that you're able to do, which I'm sure is helping the, you know, the brand as a business just as much as it's helping those communities is a really great thing. The investments that you make then in those things, and this all the way from all the way from the the, the sourcing of the ingredients to the to the restaurant experience to these community outreach activities that you're part of, millions of stories, I'm sure. How do you harness all that? How do you how are you able to to take that and, and use it as as brand uh, for for the as an engine for the brand to say. You know, we're doing all this stuff, and you said in the past we, you know, that you haven't done as good a job talking about it as you as you want to do now. I mean, what are some of the ways that you've thought about how to leverage all these stories at scale to say, you know, of course, because of course, Chipotle could throw ads at people all day and say, you know, locally sourced, and some people are just not gonna buy it. I mean, some people, as people are, are skeptical, especially today. I mean, God, ever since when, like, probably 2016, probably statistically, a little less than half of Americans are. Very, very skeptical of everything. So, how are you able to take this and say, "Well, it's not. It's not. It's truly not just us." I mean, it's it's also all these five hundred one c threes. It's also these people who come and work for us. It's also the farmers who are benefited by it. How are you taking those and and, and turning them back into the community too? Those stories. Yeah, I think and and um, you know, one way we did it was with the current advertising campaign that we call "Behind the Foil," where we use our employees to tell the story. Um, it was it, it, based upon this, these interactions that I had with all of our employees as I was out in the restaurant. I just thought, man, you know, if we're really going to tell these stories, who is it more authentic coming from them or, you know, a VO on uh, a food spot. And clearly the answer was our employees. I think in a lot of ways, they're the realest part about Chipotle. And so, you know, one of the things we did early on was I, I just asked in, our employees, in the field to submit a video that tells that, that says, what do you love about working at Chipotle and what do you wish everybody knew? And we got a bunch of those videos submitted and those we actually use as audition tapes for telling that story. So that's really how we brought to life a lot of the, the commercials you'll see on TV, but there were other things that we've done um, and that we will certainly do more of. Um, but we, we launched a sustainability report. We do this every two years. Most companies launch a sustainability report and it just gets buried in the SEC filing section of their website. What we actually did is we put marketing dollars behind our sustainability report and we talked about um, our, our food and our recycling and we talked about um, the employee benefits that we have as well. I think we, we just launched, we, we put a bonus program in, so in a, every quarter, um, Every employee in the company, um, in the actually in the restaurant operations group, so out in the restaurants, can earn up to a week's worth of bonus every quarter. No one else does that kind of thing if they hit certain metrics. And we're proud to say we paid out our first bonuses, I believe, last quarter. And so we're, now we're providing that. We we now provide debt-free degrees. So you know we'll pay your tuition. We've a lot. We've um, aligned with uh, a couple of uh, big universities, including the University of Arizona. 
and you can go get a degree. We, it doesn't have to be in culinary. It, doesn't, it, it can be in a whole bunch of different things, but we want people to improve themselves. We want to provide great benefits. I think we haven't done as good a job of talking about all the great benefits that Chipotle has, whereas other companies have done a much better job. So we want to talk about that. We, we made a video of a gloves to bags initiative um, that we have that is piloted and is championed by our sustainability director, a gal by the name of Caitlin Liebert. And, um, you know, the straws get a lot of attention. You know, if you, right now it's like, if you use a plastic straw, it's like you're killing a sea turtle, right? I mean, it is really, people are really against them and for some good reasons and some of it's a little sensational, but straws make up less than 1% of the waste stream from a restaurant. But the, the gloves we use and the gloves that are absolutely critical for food safety, those make up about 9% of the average restaurant's waste stream. So we put in program uh, in place a program where we take those gloves, we can recycle them into trash bags, and those trash bags go right back into the store. So it kind of is a way to full, to go full service, full circle. We've also publicized the fact that we've we um, have a goal to divert 50% of our waste from the restaurant away from the landfill um, by next year. And so not by, you know, 10 years from now, by next year. So we, we poured a little bit of the gas to those in terms of actually putting paid media behind it. You'll see more of us talking about our real ingredients, our animal welfare standards, and our employee benefits as we go. They'll be peppered into the cycle where we also want to tell people about great innovation that we have, great new food. We just launched carne asada um, you know, back in late September, and that's done really well for us. If you haven't tried that, fantastic. Yeah, I believe I tried it the first week that it was available. Yeah, well, that's great. Well, hopefully you came back. But um, I think that, uh, and please do, because my kids depend on it. But um, <laughs> I think that, um, you know, we've, um, we've really tried to champion those things and put some paid dollars behind some of those initiatives. Have we done as much as we wanted to? No, but we're just getting started. And I think that the beauty of this brand is the more people find out about Chipotle, I think the more they'll love Chipotle. So we just need to keep telling those stories again and again and again. It's a great point. And uh, that that is funny. I, I've seen a bunch about the carne asada, and I, did, I now I'm remembering back. I did try it. It was in New York. Pretty sure I tried it. Um, it's good stuff, as you very well know. So I'm, I, I'm glad that all of these things are on your mind and that uh, it, that these are different efforts that you are making because it, it, I think it's important to, to have that community voice be heard. What's your vision now? You've been there for 18 months. What are some of the, the without saying what isn't publicly available, I mean, what's your vision for what Chipotle looks like as a brand over the next, let's say, well, we could say 18 months, but maybe the next several years. Well, you know, we, we publicly stated we have a commitment to be a lot bigger. Right now we have 2,500 restaurants in the United States. We easily think we can be at 5,000 or more. Um, we have a burgeoning business in Canada, and we've started um, – uh, we have, you know, 16 restaurants in Europe. And so we want to bring this idea of cultivating a better world and food with integrity everywhere. You know, if we go back to the beginning, it's it, people now view food as an experience, not just as a, as a means to an end. And that wasn't always that way. When Chipotle was founded in 1993 by Steve Ells, Steve grew up in a, uh, a culinary environment. He really wanted to open a high-end restaurant. And he grew up in high-end restaurants and, and being a chef and those things. And so real food was just what he ate. And he actually opened Chipotle to finance a high-end restaurant. 
fortunately for everybody, Chipotle took off so fast he never opened the high-end restaurant. But he just believed in this idea of food with integrity and real food. And back in 1993, nobody was talking about that. And Chipotle really was an innovator and started this whole movement towards people caring about where their food came from, how it was sourced, how it is prepared. And so, and really created a fast casual category as a whole. And so that, that is a great legacy that we have um, to build upon as we want to expand, um, you know, the company's business. And I think the more we expand the company's business, the more we can really reinforce this mission of food with integrity. And we truly believe that Chipotle and real ingredients is the right way for people to eat. It's better for you as a person. It's better for people in general, and it's better for the planet. And so we're excited. So when you ask me, well, where do you want to be in five years? I want to be bigger. I want more real ingredients out there. We want more local ingredients. Um, you know, we want to make all of that stuff happen. And, you know, it's, I, I think that the, the other part I would say is I want people to know more of the backstories that we've talked a little bit about here today, because what we're doing, we think is the right way to do things and that we're the good guys. And, um, you know, that we, we want people to know about that. And, that's the that's the exciting part of the brand. I almost I almost hesitate to st- say that I really want Chipotle to be this purpose driven lifestyle brand because I think people throw around this idea of a lifestyle brand way too much. And there's a lot of brands that it's you know there'll never be lifestyle brands. There'll never be brands that you want to wear as a badge or brands that you're proud to say that you're a part of or brands that help define you. We really I truly believe Chipotle can be not just a lifestyle brand, but a purpose-driven one, one where people really identify with what we're trying to do as the right way to do things, and they want to champion it. And so I, I just, I, I started out, you know, I think back in April or May saying our goal is to be a purpose-driven lifestyle brand. It still is our goal, but I stopped saying it because lifestyle brands seem to get bandied about by everybody. Um, but that's truly what I want it to be. I'd like to be a lot bigger and bring this food with integrity idea to more people. Um, and, you know, that's where we hope we would be, uh, you know, a few years from now. Right. Yeah. Well, I, uh, and I, and I know it's, it's for some folks, it is some brands go way, way into that. We're all, we're our lifestyle brand. It's like, well, no, you, you sell, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't want to call it any one brand, but you sell like a, a thing, like a consumable, like that people aren't, right. people do it because their product's good. They're not doing it because it's a whole new lifestyle. And so that I tend to like get a little like mentally iffy when I hear that, but I certainly know that for the people who eat Chipotle and from the stories that you've told me today, if people who choose to join the company, it is about values. And so being, you know, values driven or purpose driven in that way is, is certainly great. So I look forward to seeing what happens too. And exactly to your point, the purpose is real at Chipotle. I mean, you, you can feel it. And there's, and we were lucky that we've got this founder-inspired purpose at Chipotle that permeates the company. I've been at other companies, and we and most companies do not have that luxury. And we invented a purpose, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But you really start from an advantageous position if it's already ingrained in the company and it's been there from the founder. That truly gives you a leg up um, and an opportunity to tell that story in a more authentic way than for most brands, which is exactly your point. Well, I, I've, I've really appreciated all the time you've, you've given me here today. I, I wonder if we could close with any, any passing advice you might have to, to budding marketers, maybe people who will work at Chipotle one day or, or maybe lead a brand like Chipotle. But I'm curious because, you know, with all these people that you've had 
on your team and now on your team today? And maybe you might echo some of the advice you gave before, but what's some advice you might give just as a passing thought? You know, people talk about uh, innovation has really been a key for me and success to my success throughout my career. And I've been lucky to be on different brands where we launch different products and we try different things. And I really think that in the world of today, you absolutely have to have that. But you can't just decide that you're going to be innovative one day or you're going to go into, we're going to have a three-day offsite and we're going to talk about innovative ideas. You really got to train yourself to be innovative. You got to, so get yourself out of your routine, drive a different way to work, park in a different spot. Even those little things train you to notice other things. And because a lot of innovation is just connecting the dots. So I would say, hey, how do you shake up things, right? When was the last time you tried something for the first time? Right? How do you shake that up? That'll make you smarter. That'll make you come up with more ideas and take inspiration from all kinds of things in your category or outside your category. You'll find it makes your life richer. It makes you more creative and makes you come up with other ideas. And then the other thing I'd say is have a sense of urgency. You've got to make stuff happen, right? Above all else, do something was a great quote by Franklin Delano Roosevelt, and I love it. Above all else, do something. And to improve is to change, to be perfect is to change often is throughout my all-time favorite quote. It's from Winston Churchill. I actually got it off a TV show. Um, it was where I first heard it. Did West, do you think I'm sitting around reading Winston Churchill books? Um, <laughs> I'm not. I probably should, but I'm not. Um, but I think that that is another thing. It's like you got to be constantly changing. The world's changing fast. We're in a, we're in, you know, there was, first there was the agrarian revolution that made people from wanderers into farmers and labeled them to stay in place. Then there was the industrial revolution that led to the rise of cities. Now there is the digital revolution that is changing everything. The way we talk, right? The way we think, the way we interact with other people, it's changing everything. So you've got to be just as agile to change and view those changes as opportunities, not as problems. And being an innovator, having some urgency, those will make you successful, um, I think. And they, those are the things that have really helped me and I think would, would certainly help other people as their careers are starting out. That's great advice. Thanks so much for giving it. And for all of this other information that, that you've been uh, willing to tell us about how Chipotle is building community, all the great stuff you're doing out there, um, thanks so much for coming on the show. I'm, I'm going to go have Chipotle for lunch. Great. Well, I appreciate you having me. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I'm always happy to tell the story. And uh, again, uh, thanks so much for letting me let me talk. Thank you so much to Chris Brandt from Chipotle for joining the podcast today. If you haven't gone out and tried that carne asada, by the way, do it. I tried it the week it came out in New York, and it was pretty tasty. If you like this show, regardless of whether or not you like Chipotle, here's something you can do to stay in touch. Follow us on LinkedIn, Authentic Influence Podcast. It's where every episode of the show goes once it's released. Of course, you can also access it wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, etc. You can also leave a rating and review where you listen. It would be great to have that public show of support from you. And of course, podcast.bavoom.co, where you can get the entire digest all the way back to the beginning of the show about a year ago. I'll be back again on Monday with another fantastic interview. We're on with a brand that is all about the business of businesses, Yelp. So make sure to stay tuned for that. Until then, for Authentic Influence, I've been your host, Adam Connor, and you'll hear from me again next time.